yeah, De'Aaron Fox just playing out of his mind. I love the man. I'm happy that he's in Sacramento uh, because he's just been in an absolute tear. And he just continues to show, um, you know, everyone, and especially now on a national stage, you know, what he continues to do and what he's capable of. And even though uh, it took three players in double figures to win this game and Fox scoring a 40-piece, like you said, I just think our role players did so many little things. And it wasn't necessarily about scoring to win this game. Uh, whether it was Keegan at the point of attack or Duarte at the point of attack. As a person that has watched every single Bulls game with this current squad, I can tell you that is not the dude that you want on this team. That dude doesn't play. He plays Matador defense. He His his shot is iffy at best at times. He shoots more in volume than anything else. Welcome to the Sports Ethos Kings cast. It's daily. Joined by my co-host, Elizabeth. What's happening, Liz? What's up? Kings just won a thrilling game in San Antonio. First quarter was a slow start. Wemby showed a variety of offense with a lot of tip-ins and dunks. Spurs were up 16 midway in the first. Announcers were wiping their drool because they totally wanted the Spurs to win, as always when the Kings have a national broadcast. With six minutes to go, Monk and Sasha come in. Sasha hits a three. Domas hits a three. Kings offense goes into high gear. Uncle Keegs gets two key stops on Wembenyama. Uh, one was a missed hook. The other one was a missed headbutt fadeaway. Yes, that is a thing. If you watch Wembenyama, he always butts his head into the opponent to make space. Kings uh, increase their shooting percentage uh, from three at 35%. Monk gets three assists off the bench. Second quarter, Monk and McGee connect another triple zero oop. McGee gets a hook. McGee uh, does a beautiful pass to Sasha for a cutting layup. Kings build a seven-point lead. Duarte with the beautiful point-of-attack defense on Sohan. Duarte hits two threes. Duarte and Sohan, for whatever reason, have double technicals. Not surprised, though, since Sohan likes to talk a lot of shit. Kings make eight to ten passes that end with Monk hitting a left corner three. Uh, there's a replay of that going on around on Twitter. Beautiful ball movement. Might have been the play of the night, but we'll get to the play of the night actually pretty soon. Third quarter, Kings D tightens up and they cause a few turnovers on these baby Spurs. Keegs get a, gets a Domas DHO. He dribbles into the paint and hits a midi uh, jumper. Domas hits a three. Domas hits another midi. Then... Fox takes over in the middle of the third. He hits an and one on Wemby. He takes a bump and then lays it in. Fox then drives and hits a layup over Sohan. Domas's defense uh, was exceptional, I think. Uh, he stayed vertical to cause a Sohan miss. And then Malik Monk gets another dunk of the year contender over Zach Collins. Look it up. Amazing. Fourth quarter. Kings start with small ball with Duarte, Monk, Fox, HB, and Teagues. Fox hits a three over Victor. Monk hits a three. Spurs tie the game with about five or six minutes to go. Fox hits a three. Herder hits his first three with about 90 seconds to go. Domas drives on Wemby for a dunk. Fourth quarter, Fox takes over. Ball game. Kings win. Liz, from the one quarter that you saw, <laughs> talk about it. Yeah, I mean, pretty much, you know, Fox did what Fox does. He takes over the game. Um, him and Domas had great games tonight. Uh, we got Duncan Domas in the fourth quarter, 
Uh, he blew by Wemby. Uh, Wemby had some terrible defense on Sabonis. Uh, you know, if you watch tape on Sabonis, usually most, you know, bigs don't guard him that far up on the three-point line. But, you know, that's what rookies do. They make those mistakes. And Domas took advantage of it and, uh, you know, drove right by him for that nice dunk. Um, so, yeah, these two are two all-NBA players, our two all-stars. Uh, just continue to, you know, do what they're supposed to do and, um, you know, help this team with these wins. And, you know, I think people thought early that this was going to be a repeat of, you know, the Houston games. Um, but this team, you know, fought back and did what they were supposed to do. And again, Fox, you know, brought out his fourth quarter craziness and, uh, you know, went off for 43 points. And, you know, I think there's a, a legit conversation already that if he keeps this pace up, uh, you know, he could be in some serious talks about being potential MVP uh, for the season. And, you know, I know it's super early, but, you know, we have to talk about um, just what he's doing to help this Kings team and just the type of level that he's on. And, you know, obviously the media keeps creating this narrative with the trade that went down, you know, almost two years ago. Uh, but we just need to knock that shit off. I mean, at this point, it's just silly to keep talking about it. Uh, both teams have obviously gained, um, you know, from it and, you know, kind of unlocked both pieces of that trade. Uh, so, you know, I think that just needs to, you know, that shit just needs to be knocked off because it's just crazy. But yeah, De'Aaron Fox just playing out of his mind. I love the man. I'm happy that he's in Sacramento uh, because he's just been on an absolute tear and he just continues to show, um, you know, everyone and especially now on a national stage, you know, what he continues to do and what he's capable of. Yeah. And it's only, when Halliburton goes off for 38 points, when the narrative on the internet is, oh, well, looks like the Kings traded the wrong point guard. But when Scott, uh, when Fox scores 43 points and has eight rebounds and seven assists, dead silence. There's not going to be any talk of it tomorrow, for sure, about Kings making the right move and keeping the right point guard. But as we all know, it's always Kings versus the world. Nothing new. Go ahead, Jordan. No, you're good. You're good. Uh, so me and my brother are actually just talking about that. Uh, we're sitting in the car right now trying to get some in and out. But, um, <laughs> I mean, hey, Domas might as well join us because he's getting all those double-doubles. He might as well be an in-and-out fucking employee at this point. Anyways, um, that was a pretty great game, in my opinion. Very fun to watch. Um, decided to switch it over to the local broadcast, though, because I cannot stand listening to Doc Rivers talk shit on the Kings. I don't even know at this point why he's a commentator. But anyways, 40 bomb from Fox. It was a pretty solid game from him. Uh, I noticed at the end of the third that he only had two rebounds. And I said to myself, Fox kind of got to get those numbers up. And he went out and he got five more rebounds over the course of that fourth quarter, um, which was pretty which was pretty cool to see. Uh, him kind of flirting with a triple-double. That's pretty sick. Uh, Domas, of course, had a pretty dominant game. I was worried about the Kings getting into the paint especially with how the Spurs defense started out, clogging up the paint, not letting Fox get to his spots. Fox had to settle for jumpers or passing the ball out. And I was especially worried about Domas being able to get his touches and being able to force his way through like he has been for the past few games. But overall, a pretty solid game from a lot of the Kings. Oh, Malik Monk as well. While the starters didn't have a very solid game today, I believe that Malik Monk stepped up exactly when he was supposed to do it. I believe he had six threes and six or seven assists tonight, which is especially what we need when our starters are not doing really, really good. So overall, I think it was a great game. 
the defense was a little bit shaky at times, but we were able to hold our own and come out with the win. So we're lighting the beam. That's five straight. And hopefully we can continue this momentum going into uh, going further into the road game, coming back home soon. So very great game. Very proud of our guys. We're lighting the beam again tonight. Great points, Jordan. I, I love that you brought up Monk. Thank you for that. He scores 20 points, eight assists, one steal. Literally, I love how the Kings' big three is like a revolving door. It's either Fox, Domas, Herter, Fox, Domas, Keegan. It changes all the time. Tonight, it was Fox, Domas, and Monk. And I think this is the first time that we actually won a game where it was only three people that were in double figures uh, with Fox, Domas, and Monk. So... Sometimes you do what you got to do. This wasn't even if, yeah, go ahead. If you remember, sorry about that. If you remember last year, it was always six or seven guys that were in double figures by the end of the game every time we won, or even when we lost, it was always at least five people in double figures. It's not the same case this year, but I feel like Fox has elevated his game enough, finally getting that three point jump shot to be as consistent as it is. I'm still a little shaky on it every time he shoots it because I'm like, oh, he's not amazing at that shot yet. But I feel like now defenses respect him enough that they're starting to close out on him. But he's become he's gotten to that point now in the league where I believe he's unguardable because now that he's got that three-point shot, now the defenses are going to start playing up on him. But in that case, he's going to go do the same thing he's always done his entire career. He's going to go right by you to the rim or he's going to step back and hit a nice mid-range shot. So I believe that the defenses have started to uh, respect Fox more, and it's opening up opportunities for everybody else. And once those shots start going, I believe it's going to be great. And even though uh, it took three players and double figures to win this game and Fox scoring a 40-piece, like you said, I, I just think our role players did so many little things. And it wasn't necessarily about scoring to win this game. Uh, the, whether it was Keegan at the point of attack or Duarte at the point of attack, um, Sasha hitting a timely three. Everybody did the little things. Duarte with his assist. Everybody chipped in in their own way. And yeah, it was amazing. Beautiful game. Thank you, Jordan. Can we real, 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 Go ahead. real quick too talk about like Darren Fox's defense? I mean, like I remember that was like, you know, obviously he could score, get buckets, um, you know, in previous years before even they made the trade. But just since like Sabonis has been here, like, how much his defense has improved even with Mike Brown being here. Um, that's like, you know what I mean? Cause Fox can just get a bucket anytime he wants. He can do what he wants. But the fact that this man has actually focused on becoming that two way player and being able to play defense, especially in crucial moments is just so critical. I mean, it's, it's amazing to watch the growth on the defensive side of the ball of Fox, because we obviously know what he can do offensively, but like him and Keegan just this season so far, like I've been so impressed with their defense because it's not easy, especially guarding, you know, guards in this league because they're all super quick. They're all shifty. They all have great moves, but I just love what Fox is doing on the defensive end. Well, I think about Keegan's growth with this coaching staff with Mike Brown and company. And I just wonder how good Fox would be right now. If he had coach Brown and coach Jordy and Luke locks in his rookie year. Can you imagine how good he'd be right now? Amazing. David, what's up? Yeah, um, to, I think if he had those kind of coaches, we'd have made the playoffs a lot earlier um, <laughs> in his career. But yeah, no, um, I, like this game started off as we were the 
um, more fat and happy team and Spurs are a more hungry team, which makes sense. And that's one of the dangers playing a team on a long losing streak. Um, the guys figured out how to start finally playing defense and got ourselves out of kind of that mess. I, you know, I think that um, I kind of agree with like Monk looked really good tonight. Obviously, Sabonis looked good outside of the foul trouble and um, and like after he got going and and obviously Fox was amazing. Um, I will add like you know you brought up Keegan Murray's defense in this game. Keegan Murray has now I think defended a player of every like position so far. Has been like the primary guy to defend him for a chunk. Um, and has done a good job. Like he's done a good job defending guards. He's done a good job defending out center. I think forwards at times. Like, um, so yeah, that was good to see. I, you know, I think it was good to see the guys like figure out. Like we've had three wins prior to this where we won wire to wire. So it was good to see the guys like you know in a game where they start off really not well and not really engaged, figure out how to get themselves back in and take care of business against the team that's like really young and you should be able to take care of business against, but it has a lot of talent and can surprise you, you know? And so that was good to see. It was good to see how the guys took care of this. I like the fact that we are now two and O on the in season tournament and that we've gotten, you know, five games in a row. Hopefully we can keep the ball rolling. If we win at least winning at least one more, we'll make sure we have a like successful road trip. I'd like to get greedy and go to like, you know, win like four or five on the road trip. But like, even if you split the road trip half, you're good. Um, so hopefully we win the next one in Dallas. We don't have to move far, so there's that. Um, but yeah, no, good overall game at the end of it. Uh, not a great start, but a good response from the guys, and that's something that's always good to see. Good call, David, on on highlighting the fact that this Kings team battled back tonight instead of winning a wire-to-wire uh, game. It's always nice to see, and that's what good teams do. Domas Muse, what's happening? Obviously, great, great game. Love to see a dub. Um, since obviously people's already said pretty much everything, I love that. Obviously, the adversity in this team so fire, so good. Um, when we were down like that 23 to 5 or whatever, I love that Mike Brown put in or kept our bench unit in or rotated our bench unit. And we fought back with our bench unit pretty much in. Um, that was a great thing to see. Uh, I mean, obviously, Monk with the 20 points. But then you also have his eight assists. He is, like, that's almost a casual 2010 double-double. Like, this man is, is going crazy for us right now. What up? What up? I just got – I got – Pretty positive things to say tonight. Um, the fact that our starter starting three-point shooters went two of 14 and we still put up 130, like that's like just wait till those guys start shooting. And second thing, that Spurs court is disgusting. Someone said that it looks like someone peed in the pool and now I can't unsee it. And that's pretty much all I have to say. Great points, uh, King. I appreciate you. And damn, you waited a long time to say that. That's amazing. You're on. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hated the court that much. I had to sit in here and say that. Absolutely, man. Thank you so much. Bung Bung, what's up? What is up, everybody? Light the beam. Another, I feel like we're getting a parallel here. I'm hoping we get another seven-game win streak here early in the season. I, I love to see it. It's a winning team. That's what we should be doing. I think early, I, I, I'd have to look back at it again, but I have a feeling that Jeremy Sohan at point guard did a good job of interrupting 
our little handoff curl stuff early, and that was what was getting in between our offense. And also, we need to be better in our def- defensive rotations. And this first team, this first team isn't great, but they're good, and they've been winning games, playing a lot of minutes with a lot of guys besides Wembenyama. And if you leave someone like Keldon Johnson open, he's going to hit threes, you know. And I think he got a little lucky early, and we didn't rotate well enough, and that kept happening throughout the game where he could get get his he could get space to get shots off, and that kept them kept them in this game. Um, but clearly De'Aaron figured it out late, which I like to see that they overcame that, whatever they were struggling with early. Um, and they also knew not to go away from it because you noticed when it went to – the reason I noticed it was when we went to the second unit, Malik and Domas were doing the curls the same way they normally do with the handoffs and were killing them just like in the Cleveland game, three possessions in a row, Malik and Domas. And uh, so that, that second unit couldn't keep up with it in the way Sohan was, I think is the issue. Um, but that – that is so powerful. Just a couple of possessions with Malik and Domas, they can flip a game quickly against the second unit, and I really like that rotation. But um, I think we got to clean up the defense still. This is a team we can get a win out like this, but I think if you miss too many of those rotations against better teams, you're not going to win a game tonight. Yeah, 100%. I, I do feel like, though, our point of attack defense is great. I, I do like the way that Duarte and Keegan go over screens. So at that point... I think we're fine, but yeah, we'll tidy things up. I think we've gotten a lot better since the Houston Rockets games, for sure. But he did go off tonight, though, and I feel like a lot of that was, they even mentioned it on the ESPN broadcast, that he was traded from the Kings when he got drafted and he never played a game for us. I feel like this game was a little bit of him getting some revenge. There's always that one player on the opposing team that you just don't expect but they're going to go off on the Kings every single time. And I thought about it, and I thought it was going to be either Jeremy or it was going to be Zach Collins. And it ended up being Zach Collins. And just to piggyback off of another point, yes, Jeremy Sohan did do a great job of disrupting a lot of the DHOs. I noticed that a lot, too. It was getting harder for for, uh, guys to pin him behind the screen so we could get a pick and roll going or so somebody can get a three off. He was right there every single time on those plays. Uh, great defense from him, but he still can't guard Fox. I'm sorry. He just can't. I don't know if he l- didn't learn a lesson from last year when he got dunked on, but he still can't guard De'Aaron Fox. But other than that, I think it was a great entertaining game by the Kings and the Spurs. Um, but ultimately the better team came out uh, with the victory. So, Hex, what's up? Thanks for your patience. Hey, what's up, guys? Um, I'm a little late, so I don't know if you guys touched upon it, but I during the game, I had, like, jokingly tweeted about Sabonis being able to hit threes but not free throws, but I just wanted to give a shout-out to Sabonis. I don't – correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think he missed a free throw in that fourth quarter or at the very least in the final, like, four or five minutes. So that was just really good to see him hitting those, like, clutch free throws when we needed them because that was the difference between, like, a two-point game, four-point game, five-point game at uh, most of those times. So I just wanted to – Give a shout-out to Sabonis for finally hitting those free throws in the end. Oh, absolutely. He was 7 for 8, so, yeah, he did really well with the free throws. Good for him. Thank you, Hex. Appreciate you. So, question. We saw this on our timelines all day today, and it's never-ending. Everybody has to chime in. Zach Levine is open to coming to Sacramento. No. It's a no, no for me. No. Um, it no. would be redundant. Uh, we already have people to fill that role plus uh i think you would be a defensive liability what's your take as much as 
you know, we rack on Kevin Herter and some other guys for their defense. I believe that at least Kevin Herter tries, especially with his rebounding. I believe that's that's what's setting him apart. That, that's my take on it. Thank you, Jordan. Um, Can I say something about the Zach Levine thing? Go for it. I, I, I'm kind of against it because I feel like what was the one thing that everybody said that was the good luck charm for the Kings is the lack of injuries. And Zach has a little bit of like an injury history. So do we really want to like invest a lot into him and then have him go down later in the season? Like that's one of my biggest concerns with Zach Levine. Yeah, no, that's how I feel about players like Bradley Bill. It's like you go into their business in the Bradley Beal business with the Zach Levine business, and you're going to get a person that just might play 55 games or so. So, yeah, 100%. Can I say something about that real quick? Thanks, Ryan. As a person that has watched every single Bulls game with this current squad, I can tell you that is not the dude that you want on this team. That dude doesn't play – he plays Matador defense. He his his shot is iffy at best at times. He shoots more in volume than anything else. I just don't think for what this team like. I if there was anybody off that team, I'd rather have the veteran leadership of of DeRozan. Right, I know he's a little bit older, but I like what he brings. Caruso most definitely can bring something to this team. Uh, and th- those are the only two guys really I would say from especially from the Bulls. What about I, Kobe White? I like him every time I see him play. I I always feel like he has potential. And I don't know if it's just that coaching staff too, but I feel like he has a lot of potential and he can but over there he, he spent so much time just sitting on the three-point line for the most part because they really haven't asked him or pushed him to be more. I think there's more there. I'm I'm with you on that. I think there's a potential for him to be more, but I just don't know. Him and, and, and IU both like have regressed in that in that offense and being around those guys. So it's just one of those things like I don't know. I don't I don't know what he truly can be. Uh, and he's always he can score twenty one night and be so he can disappear the next too. And it's it's mind boggling watching that team because ball when ball when ball got hurt everything crumbled with that team and you could tell he was basically the heart and soul of leading that whole team. But also seeing him gone you've seen what everybody else has been too and it's like hey i'm not i can't wait till levine's out of there to be honest i don't to me he hasn't done anything for it he's just shooting volumes that's about it right uh, every now and then he'll he'll have one of those ignitable games and score like 35 or something but other than that you don't hear from him you know what i mean no I, i'm telling you I, I think and again i know th- this has been another name that's floated around as far as I've seen the Kings fans talk about it, but I, I love Caruso. Everything about Caruso screams a Mike Brown guy. Like he's a dog. He plays defense every night. He does all the little intangibles. And to me, that's more of what they need than anything else. They don't, they don't need a name. They don't need a, they don't, I think what they do is, is fine. I, I'm not, I'm, I'm also not from the, from the group of people who are like, Oh, they're totally fine the way they are. Let them go. Like, I do like the group as is, but if you can get better, then I think you have to. And then watching these DMPs by Davion, again, I think I said it last time, like I got know everybody's got a, a soft spot for him as well as do I. But if this ends up being something that's more of a trend long term, then we really have to look at trying to get value for him. And I'd love to see somebody like Caruso come in and, and play a vital role on this team. 
And the only advantage that Caruso would have over anybody that we have is the experience because Keon is finding his way to be in that type of player. And so is Colby Jones. You know what I mean? It's just that they're young. Yeah. So they don't have the championship experience that Caruso has. has. So I, I, I understand the draw for that. 100%. Yeah, and he, and he does guard one through three. Like, dude will be – he's always guarding usually because, again, Levine doesn't play any defense. So it's always up to Caruso to take usually one of their best uh, – whether it's the point guard, the shooting guard, or the small forward, it's always Caruso playing that guy. Yeah, no, he's he's that guy for sure. Uh, I would have no problem if, if he was to be a king. Uh, thank you, Manny. Ben, thank <laughs> you for staying on. What's up? Hey, Daly. Um, yeah, I just want to chime in on the Zach Levine stuff. Um, it's it's a hard no. It is a hard no. Um, pretty much, we're running our offense through Sabonis and Fox at the moment. Why would we want to put the ball in Zach Levine's hands? And if he did come, I don't think he would be. You'd want him r- running around, scoring off ball, pretty much like we do with Kevin Herder. But we're not paying Zach Levine an extra $25 million over what Herder's making. To, to basically play the same role with with like the injury concerns and and that forty million dollars just goes up over the next couple of years as well. So it, it's gonna like restrict what this what moves this team can make. And um, yeah, I just think that's a that's that's just such a hard note. In the same vein of of Bradley Beal in the off season to, to get to forty million, you, you got to move Herder, you got to move Barnes, you've got to throw in another um, smaller contract as well, but. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm hard no on that one. Yeah, and I think most of the fan base is a hard pass. We know what we have, for sure. Yeah, um, I think it's like a, it's, it's a cute, like, you know, it's, it's nice to see our name getting thrown in there. That, that, that's great for the fan base, and it's a good discussion point. But, yeah, it's that that's not it. I'm, I'm, I'm all for one of these. And I've seen today that they're probably more willing to move Pat Williams over, over like Alex Caruso, and, and I think something like that. Um, or even like in a see a little, like get one of these high upside guys, put them in our system. Um, and you know, you've got Barnes as a vet and you've got, you know, you've got good pieces around to sort of bring, bring these guys along. And, and that's what I, I want to see. Pat Williams and see a little of my two, you know, sort of Davion straight swaps, you know, two guys that, you know, could fit perfectly. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Ben, thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I, I want to say it was either Jordan or FJ that had mentioned um, a play that probably didn't get talked about enough, where Fox went straight into Wimby and drew the uh, the foul. Obviously, seeing the height discrepancy. Another underrated play of the night that I definitely want to give a ton of love to is the fact that De'Aaron uh, forced Wimby to travel <laughs> when he had him in, on, on the low block. Like, obviously, you know he's got that height such a height difference on him and uh you know i mean most bigs in that position would have exposed that mismatch but fox being at this point of well i don't know if he would consider him a vet yet but compared to wimby he's a vet and being able to hold his to to hold his ground and and force him to turn the ball over when most bigs would have probably uh you know killed him on the low block you just got to give Fox a ton of credit on that play as well. That just goes into what you were saying. What we're all saying really about his two-way potential. And at this point, it's not even potential at this point. It's real. It's, no, it's he's there. He's a star. He's and, a two-way yeah. bad motherfucker, period. 
And and yeah, not you know that was just super impressive. Uh, I really love that defensive effort by him because you know, man, that's that's not many not many guards today would have been able. To, I don't, and I don't want to just put Fox on a pedestal, but I don't know if Steph's doing that. I don't know if Dame is doing that. I don't know if Shea Shea maybe because Shea does have a little bit of height on Fox, but you know, I don't think there's too many uh, ones that's doing that to a seven five guy. So. You know, and then also, since my inspirational beam levers tweet, I got to put this out there because, <laughs> you know, ever since, you know, because after we, you know, got our ass whooped by Houston, I made the post that I made and we ain't lost since. So I definitely need to uh, shout that out because, um, yeah, I know some people early on were kind of, you know, hitting the panic button very, very early and it's still very early. But, I mean, you know, since then, I mean, we've been on a roll. And I don't really see us slowing down. You know, we'll see. It's, it will take it game by game. But um, I just got to acknowledge that because, um, because, yeah, I mean, we've been rolling since then. So, no, so yeah, are- our guys are locked in. I, I have full faith in this squad. Um, I, I, I'm not going to lie, though. I, I do want to kind of just want to skip to the playoffs. I swear to God. I need to know, I need to know who's who. And who's our, our true playoff performers right now? It's Fox and, and Monk. Um, hopefully, I think with Domas and his mid-range game now uh, coming through, and his his once in a blue moon three, uh, I think that's going to help us tremendously. Um, and of course, it depends on matchups, but yeah, I kind of want to just get there. But I know. Let's slow and steady wins the race. I get it. Uh, you guys are the best. Thanks for putting up with me, Liz. Take us home please light the beam baby have a good night y'all appreciate you light the beam baby